This is Arvind Chaudhary, President of Nedison Technologies. And for over 15 years, we've been advising and advocating on behalf of medium and large enterprises like yours. Today, the most pressing issue we hear about is the need to find affordable solutions to enable employees to securely and productively work from home. We have created this podcast series to address the many concerns and questions we're hearing, not just from our clients, but also from organizations like yours. I will be speaking with subject matter experts from our portfolio of suppliers that have relevant solutions. We will discuss practical strategies that could help your organization quickly and affordably work from any device, anywhere, anytime. With the COVID-19 pandemic, the number of Americans working from home went from 15 million to 92 million. In just a couple of weeks, companies large and small had very little notice from making this massive change. The employees, executives, and broadcasters moved from a well-managed IT infrastructure to a very unpredictable environment. As a result, internet service providers experienced a massive increase in bandwidth usage from homes. The competing bandwidth requirements for VoIP phone calls, video conferencing, the remote desktop with SaaS applications like Office 365, and entertainment are creating overwhelming demands on internet service in every home. As a result, we see TV broadcasters and their guests' voices getting garbled and pictures freezing. The CEO's video is getting frozen during an all-hands meeting and contact center agents' customer experience suffering. We too have experienced this and heard the garbled voice on phone calls or experienced jittery video meetings. Simply said, all this is resulting from internet latency and jitter caused by network congestion. The businesses addressed this problem in office environment a long time ago, and it is not difficult to fix this for the employees at home too. Join us for this podcast discussing why, what, and how to address this situation. Today, I will speak with Jeff Rochette, co-founder and chief revenue officer of Big Leaf Networks. Big Leaf Home Office is a software-defined wide area network, or SD-WAN, to support the single internet home office environment. It automatically detects the needs of business applications and intelligently adapts and prioritizes traffic in real time using dynamic QoS. It also works just as well with usual multiple internet connections in the typical branch offices. So let's start with that. Jeff, uh, thank you for joining me today. Arvin, thank you. Appreciate the opportunity to chat a little bit about SD-WAN and the home office and share the story and hopefully help a few people out along the way. Yeah, great, great, thanks. So Jeff, what, what trends are you seeing in the home office environment and what is the long-term prognosis for these trends? Why should companies consider something like the home office SD-WAN for their work at home environment? Yeah, I think, and, and I can't take credit for any of these numbers. This is just from, from the data we've been exposed to for, from other organizations and groups like Gartner, for example, but 
Uh, I think everybody can agree that some iteration of work from home will exist long after the, the pandemic has. We've just seen too many companies adapt too quickly to working from home, too many people thriving in this environment to assume that it's simply going to go away when it's all over. Obviously, we have a huge spike right now in, in home users due to you know, work from home orders and, and everything that goes with that. Um, but in combination with the fact that we're not going to reopen, the country's not going to reopen all at once. It's going to be a staged uh, process. And that even after we reopen, we're going to have different considerations of what has to happen in the office environment and what employees want to be successful in their job. That, that we're going to have some level of this work from home, in my opinion, forever. I think the, the traditional office is going to be forever changed by what has happened over the last few months. You know, we uh, came across a great study by Gartner recently that was looking at, at work from home and the challenges of, of the pandemic. And one of the numbers that really stood out to me was uh, of the CFOs they surveyed, 74% of those CFOs expect to move previously on-site workers uh, into working from home, either full-time or part-time, long after the pandemic is, is over. And there's some important considerations around that. I think there is just acknowledging the external challenges of how do we handle work from home? What is the pressure to give employees the opportunity to work from home? For those employees, what do they need to be home for? You know, I look at as co-founder and on the executive team at Big Leaf, when we look ahead to reopening our office, one of the important considerations we have beyond safety is, for example, our employees that have kids, what's happening with their kids, right? Because if, if schools either aren't open or most likely are open, but part-time, Right. Let's say it's your your instead of going to school from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday to Friday, your child now goes from 8 a.m. to noon Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and is at home Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, that parent then has to adapt their schedule. That's going to have an impact on work from home, and we need to factor that in as an employer uh, into recruiting and retaining the best talent we we can get. And that's not going to be unique for us. Every business is going to go through that. And work from home is going to be a critical strategy as, as part of embracing that. Yeah, yeah. And the people can't get uh, um, babysitters either because it, the, the social distancing, that's going to be a challenge. So, yes, you're absolutely yep. right. Yep. So, so, so um, what, are the, what are the challenges you're seeing with uh, work from home? Yeah, I, I think there's a bunch of different challenges at different phases of work from home. Right, so I think what we see, this isn't just unique to, to SD-WAN. I look at, at the customers and the partners we work with. The first big challenge was, how do we even get people from working in a home environment, right? How do we procure enough laptops, uh, enough uh, IP phones? We set up enough VPNs. We get enough of the right tools in place for people to even work from home in the beginning. And this is different across different functions, right? As, as a sales guy, transitioning to work from home wasn't that hard for me. When I'm on the road, I'm basically working out of a backpack anyway, so I was able to make that transition pretty easily. But conversely, there are other people in our organization, our support team, for example, that, that moving them to a work-from-home environment took a lot of work. We need to make sure they had two or three different monitors, uh, that they had a, 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 a an IP phone in their home office. They had a headset that, that they could work with. They had everything they need to do their, their job. So that first wave of, of challenge was, how do we get the bare minimums to people working from home in place? I think we're now past that for most, if not all companies. Now we're in that next phase of challenge of, okay, of all the people that I have working from home, a subset of those users have some new issues. They're having challenges with voice over IP. 
their VPN isn't working. Uh, Zoom or, or Microsoft Teams or WebEx is, is struggling in their environment. There, there are shortcomings in a work from home environment, a work from home network that is, is limiting the uh, performance of applications that they need to do their job, which is having a direct impact on their ability to then do their jobs. And that's kind of the, the phase that, that we're really focused on right now is, is for that subset of workers, how do we create a foundation, a, a network such that all of those applications can perform the way that they're supposed to and then ultimately give that employee the ability to thrive from there? I think as we move through that, then we're going to see an, an additional phase after that of what are the next wave of applications and tools and expectations that make an employee maybe even more productive than they were in the office, right? And, and I think that's going to be a, a whole new set of, of challenges that, that we're going to see kind of on the long tail of, of this work from home migration. Oh, great, great. So, so um, people could, you know, use uh, home SD-WAN. Um, or the other option is, why can't they just call their cable company and, and, and double their bandwidth? Yeah, uh, I think let, let's, let's look at the, the most likely problems and how we figure out what's what, right? So the problems we see a lot of today are problems with real-time applications. So let's think of, of voice over IP and unified communications, uh, video conferencing, uh, highly interactive SaaS applications. Think of things like Salesforce. You got a, a lot of clicks and a lot of typing, and if, if you give problems with that, it can really slow somebody down, um, right? And then any other kind of communication application that, that goes alongside that, things like Slack, for example. Um, for those applications, the challenges that, that they're oftentimes experiencing are not a challenge of throughput. Do I have enough bandwidth? It's not a quantity of, of problem. It's a quality problem, right? Is it, is, our, is the underlying internet connection performing the, the way that it's supposed to? Uh, we've seen this phenomena across our customer base long before work from home. And, and it's that the way to address this problem the faster, the, the, the common thinking, which was, I think, a, a misinterpreted thinking was, I'll just throw more bandwidth at it. I need more speed. And what we have now are a lot of customers that have way more bandwidth than they really need at the end of the day. Rather, the problem is how do they clean up that bandwidth and get it to work in, in the most appropriate manner? So cleaning that up, there's, there's two important parts of that. First off is visibility, right? How do we know what the underlying problem is? We can't sit and play whack-a-mole all day and just assume that, well, this looks like this problem, so I'm just going to assume it's that and, and fix it with, with X without knowing what it is. So we need a lot more visibility and monitoring of the internet connection itself. There are instances where the problem is truly just a bandwidth problem, right? They're trying to cram too much stuff into too small of a pipe. We should be able to know that and then be able to diagnose that and say, for this user or this group of users, yes, we do need to upgrade bandwidth. But for other users, it's not a bandwidth problem at all. You know, they may have the latest and greatest, you know, gigabit home internet connections. They got a tremendous amount of bandwidth, yet Zoom is still struggling. Well, Zoom is not struggling because it needs a gigabit of throughput to complete a video conference. Zoom in that scenario is struggling because there's issues like packet loss, latency, jitter, degradation on that connection that, that needs to be addressed as well. So the, the big leaf solution in both of these is first off, deploying over that internet connection to unlock the visibility, to leverage all of our monitoring, to be able to see what's going on. Is this a throughput problem? Is this a performance problem? What is this? And then as we identify those problems, address the quality problems with, with better optimization of those applications over that internet connection. And then in some instances, identify the worst case scenario where you may have a handful of instances where you need to deploy a second internet connection in a handful of homes due to quality problems that can't be fixed over a single internet connection, even with SD-WAN. 
the the analogy I use for non technical people with, with that specific question is one of think to back to when we would go to the office every single day and, and driving to work. Well, if your challenge in getting to work every single day is traffic, right? And there's just so much traffic that it's slowing you down getting to and from work, and you're going to replace your car to fix that problem. Are you going to replace your car with a car that has a bigger engine so you can go faster? No, your, your problem is not speed, right? It's not a, a power, uh, an issue of horsepower and, and how fast the car can go. Rather, you're going to fix that problem with more intelligent uh, GPS, right? And, and navigation and understanding where the congestion is and how you get around that uh, so you can avoid the trafficking and get there faster. And that's what we look at here. Just throwing more bandwidth at it is, is getting a bigger engine. Putting SD-WAN on the internet connection is adding better navigation. So, so really, the, the analytics that you have uh, allows you to prioritize as well as decide, make decisions on, on bandwidth if needed. Yeah, yeah. I think when we look at the, the target individual that we work with in a business, the, the Big Leaf Work From Home platform is built for the needs of the business user in their home environment. But the person that we're most often dealing with is that, that CIO that director of IT, that COO, that operations manager, the, the person that is responsible at the business for all of, of this, right? And that's, they've been tasked with a really tough challenge. Before work from home, their idea of building a network was building the network at the office or across multiple offices, right? SD-WAN for them was about site-to-site -site connectivity. How do I connect location A to location B, knowing that I own, maintain, and control both of those locations, right? Their challenge now is very different. Their challenge now is how do I extend network into the homes of my employees, which I don't own. And while I have some influence, there's a, a tension there and that I can't force my employees to do something in their home, but at the same time, I need to give them the tools they need to be successful while working from home, right? And, and that's a completely different challenge that they're facing at the end of the day. So a solution that they can deploy across all of their users that gives them an accurate view of what's going on. That's where that monitoring and that analytics comes into play. What is the performance of the internet connection or connections? What are the different applications that are vying for uh, space on that? How are we adapting to that? They need to be able to see all of that. So there's value in that analytics. And then we take that value a step further to say, how do we optimize that environment relative to both the performance that we're seeing on those internet connections and all the different applications vying for space on that? Acknowledging that all of those applications may not be all of your employees' applications. You know, for a huge chunk of those homes that now have all these home workers, a lot of those homes have two employees from two different companies working from home, yeah. right? While I'm on a Zoom conference with you right now recording this podcast, my wife is downstairs on a Teams conference working with, with her team members. Two completely different in, in companies now vying for the same resources. How do we deploy solutions that acknowledge that and, and work through that, that challenge? And that's one of the places that I believe our SD-WAN solution is uniquely situated to address it and to empower those IT directors to see those scenarios, to optimize those scenarios and give their employees really the, the best opportunity to thrive and without, they're not at the expense of, of others in the home. That's great. And by the way, I just want to share with you that a couple of weeks ago, I was having some issues with the bandwidth at the home office. And we had uh, your SD-WAN installed at the home office. And uh, we have pretty significant monitor security at the home office. 
And so the installation was real simple because all we did was put it between the, uh, the firewall and the modem from the cable company, plug it in, the support people 24 by seven. So I did it late, uh, late in the day and I was able to get it on in a few minutes and it's performing very well. Thank you. That's, that's what we love to hear. You know, I think the opportunity we saw in this migration from, from work from home was a, a lot of, of that, right? I think there is, there's some misconceptions uh, of SD-WAN or some limited views of, of SD-WAN and the market as a whole um, that what you described kind of leads into to that pretty well. Um, I think for most people, if you were to ask IT directors and, and CIOs, what is, is SD-WAN? They're going to lead you down the path of a, a wide area network application, which is correct, but they're going to assume it's really about connecting multiple locations together. It's site-to-site -site connectivity. Uh, and it's network and security all rolled into one. Mm -hmm. And that is a very strong narrative in the SD-WAN market. That's an important narrative. There are a lot of companies that are doing that very well and, and thriving with that. But that's not the only narrative, right? There, there's a whole other world which we fit into that is really not about connecting multiple locations together, but connecting each location, whether it's a corporate office, it's a branch office, or it's a home user's home, not to another site, but to any number of different SaaS and, and cloud applications that they need to, to do their job. And to do that in a manner that is transparent to whatever security strategy that they take. Assuming that every SD-WAN deployment has to have built-in security into it, and then if you deploy it, you're going to have to change your security posture, is too limited a scope of thinking. It's not a correct way of thinking. You know, Our view is, is right in line with, with what you've talked about. That, that A, we can connect any user to any number of, of cloud SaaS UCAS applications that they need to reach from anywhere corporate office, branch office, or now home office. And at the same time, that can be done without making wholesale changes on the security side. You can have SD-WAN without compromise of your home office security or your branch office security or your, your corporate office security at the end of the day. Got it, got it. So, so uh, we, we, I was gonna ask you, uh, why is this a business versus employee problem? You covered this a little bit earlier, but do you wanna add something to that? Yeah, I think a business problem and employee problem to a certain degree are the same, right? Why, why aren't the problems of our employees our problems? If I'm hiring someone to do a job, then I have a responsibility as an employer to put them in a position to be successful, to thrive. Because when they are successful, my business is, is successful. They are executing on the mission that we have tasked them with. We need to empower them to do that at the end of the day. So saying, not my network, not my problem, is basically saying to your employee, I don't care enough about you to ensure that you're going to be successful. You are basically expendable to me. I'll go just get someone else. And that's not the case, right? We all have highly skilled, highly technical people in our organizations that are very important to the business. They've been with us for a long time. They're a critical member to our success. We've tasked them with doing certain things in the business that we know we need to thrive and to be successful. And as we face a recession, that is more important than ever to get the most we can out of our employees. And if that's the case, it's incumbent upon us as an employer to give those employees the tools they need to do their job and to be successful. Before this happened, those tools in the form of networking were things you would do in the network. Maybe it was SD-WAN connecting to another location. Maybe it was SD-WAN connecting to Microsoft and AWS and Azure and Salesforce and your UCAS provider and your video conferencing provider and everything that goes with that. But it was a function of the office. In today's environment, 
we still have those same needs. We're just connecting different locations. We're connecting these home offices out to all these applications because we have a responsibility to give our employees the tools they need to do their job well. Okay. And, and so are there any other considerations that uh, our audience should be um, thinking about? Yeah, I think a, a few. Um, the line between the outside world and the inside world in an office environment is very black and white, right? Like we have a firewall, that's the point of demarcation. This side of the firewall is a local area network. This side of the firewall is the wide area network. We control this, we can do whatever the heck we want to in this, right? When we move into a home office environment, that line blurs quite a bit, like what we, we were talking about before. To deploy something in my home office, the considerations I have uh, as a husband, as a father, are what do I need to do my job, right? But at the same time, what does my wife need to do her job? We both need to, to work to provide for the life that we want at the end of the day. And by the way, we have a nine-year-old son who has needs himself. He has needs to, to manage online education as well as entertainment, as well as social engagement. I mean, I hate to be the parent that says I, I let my kid play too many video games, but right now in the middle of a pandemic, Interactive video games where my son can talk to his friends, even though they're not in the same room, is, is critical to his satisfaction, to his happiness, to, to his development. We need to factor all those things in. So when we deploy a, a, a networking solution or we deploy applications for that employee, we have to, to understand the needs of that employee extend beyond their job. Uh, and, and when it comes to that, not only how does the application work, but how is it being set up and, and integrated and deployed? I think one of the things that makes us very unique in the SD-WAN market is the fact that our platform can auto-identify every application, uh, give it the appropriate level of priority relative to kind of a, a global scope of the different needs of, of applications, and then ensure that each of those applications is getting the, the appropriate level of, of performance so they can work the way that they're supposed to and all the users in the home get what they need. And this is all done without creating unique policies or having to have someone go on site to do a complicated install. Or every time my son has a problem with a Google Hangout, I have to call corporate IT to, to get help in, in fixing it. That's not a reasonable solution for anybody out there. So we need SD-WAN solutions that, that meet all of these needs and, and understand the, the challenges of each user in, in that environment. Again, giving our employees the ability to thrive without causing them other challenges inside the home. And that is where the autonomous nature of our platform are, are critical. That's great. So, so uh, I already had a good experience installing uh, your SD-WAN, but uh, for the audience, could you just say how easy is it to install and, and what are the technical issues involved with that? Yeah, so I think what we wanted to do was how do we deploy a solution that meets the end user uh, in their space, right? What we didn't want to do was have a platform that says, okay, now that you're working from home, we are cramming a whole new level of security into your home environment. We're cramming a whole new level of network into your environment. We are dictating what you're going to do in your home. Rather, what we want to do is say, okay, what is the average home user? What do they have available to them? And how do we easily integrate into that? And our, our long-time security posture lends itself very well to that. So if you've heard us present in the past, we talk a lot about how Big Leaf is transparent to your existing security strategy. It doesn't interfere or, or try to take it over, right? We integrate into a firewall at a corporate office the same way an internet connection would integrate into that in that 
the handoff from our router into the corporate network looks like a public internet connection with some static IP addresses on it. You simply plug it into the firewall, update IP addresses, and the way you go. Well, that same thing plays out in a home office environment as well, right? So the handoff into our environment looks like an internet connection. You integrate it into your home office in that same manner. If that means, uh, like in my house, you're, you're plugged into uh, a router that's connected out to a few Wi-Fi APs in the home, great. It's simple to integrate into the same way I would have integrated that internet connection into it. Uh, if it's into the environment that you were just describing earlier of, of the, the security you have built into your, your home environment, well, again, we integrate easily into that environment as well. We look like an internet connection. You plug it in. You update the IP addresses, and away you go. We haven't changed anything of, of the posture uh, or the, the protocol or the operation of, of that home network the same way we didn't in the corporate network. Okay, that's great. That's great. So um, from cost justification purposes, um, uh, you know, companies have to make a long-term commitment typically with, with uh, what they buy for the home office. How, how do you justify that? So, yeah, I think there's a couple components. So first off, and I believe this still to be fairly unique from us, we make home office available on a month-to-month -month basis, right? So you don't have to sign a long-term commitment. So if you are an IT director, a CIO, CTO, you're looking at this saying, hey, I just need something to get us through the next 90 days, great deploy us just for those 90 days the you know the let's say you know 300 some dollars a month you would spend over that 90 day period no big deal right easy to do um and we'll deal with the long-term strategy after the fact we give you the ability to do that i think beyond that uh the, the long-term play is is we look i think we're going to look at, at operational costs as a business in a very different manner as well that same gartner study that, that i had mentioned earlier one of the interesting stats, or sorry, this was a, a different study. I have to, to look at which one it was, but, but one of the interesting stats that came out of a, a similar CFO study was that um, of the CFOs uh, surveyed that they believed there was going to be an $11,000 per year per employee savings for every employee that was working, was not at the corporate offices, working from home, uh, either part-time or, or full-time. So there's a big bucket of, of money right out of the gate that you would look at. I think beyond that, there's a whole new chunk of, of cost that we're not incurring as a business that can be used to this. For example, we talk about this internally. We have a, a team of channel managers spread all over the country, and they're in different parts of the country because it's easier for them to get to uh, our partners' offices or to customer offices uh, when they're in a given market, but they still have to travel. Well, our team is, uh, the productivity is, is just as good as it's ever been right now. They're not traveling, they're working from home. It's pretty easy for me to, to dip into that travel bucket, right? And say, for the cost of, of one round trip, uh, I can cost justify an entire year of Big Leaf home office. That's a, a pretty easy thing to do. Yeah. I think then from there, we look at the productivity of those different employees and this changes role to role. Let's think of attorneys, for example, right? If you have an attorney, that bills anywhere from $300 to $500 per hour. All you have to do is improve one phone call to cost justify home office for three to six months, right? And if you look at the overall performance of, of internet connections across the US and different challenges they have, and we see this data every single day when we look at degradation like packet loss, latency, jitter, et cetera. Um, there are a lot of phone calls and Zoom video conferences that are at risk that all we have to do is improve one to cost justify uh, deploying something like Big Leaf Home Office. Uh, that's, that's, that's a good point. Um, so, so Jeff, uh, 
This is really my last question. Uh, there are so many options that uh, companies have for different SD-WAN solutions on the market. What are the unique contributions that make Big Leaf a great fit for the home office? Yeah, I think from the beginning, if you followed the SD-WAN market as a whole, we've always kind of marched to the beat of a different drummer. We have not fallen into the more traditional SD-WAN narrative in the market. The most traditional narrative is SD-WAN is about replacing MPLS, it's site-to-site -site connectivity, it's targeted at Fortune 500 customers that are trying to save money on their wide area network cost. It's always a site-to-site -site story. From the beginning, we have never been a site-to-site -site company. We've always focused on this concept of site-to-cloud. Right? How do we connect any user at any location to any number of, of UCAS, SaaS, and cloud applications that they need day in and day out? And how do we ensure those applications perform the way that they're supposed to? <clears throat> in a home office environment, that is more important than ever. Right? We're seeing companies, if, if you step out of networking, you just look at technology as a whole, the companies that seem to be thriving in work from home environments are the same companies that are much more forward and further along with their cloud and SaaS adoption and migration strategy, right? When your employees, your sales team is logging into Salesforce, whether it's at home, it's in the office, or it's on the road, right? Then it's much easier for them to, to transition into that environment. Same thing with UCAS, same thing with cloud-based ERP. If you are one of those companies that are either thriving in the cloud or moving in that direction, then you need to pick a networking solution that is, is custom built for that. And that has always been us. We have always built for, for that scenario and that environment. I think beyond that, going back to the autonomous nature of our platform, the ability for our network to automatically identify all the appropriate applications, give them the appropriate level of prioritization, adapt to real-time changes on those internet connection, and then via our cloud access network peering with all the applications that those users are trying to, to reach, we have the most complete end-to-end -end story that adapts to that home office environment without the home office user having to create a whole bunch of unique policies or corporate IT having to go in and try to do that on behalf of uh, that home user uh, or that employee now, now working from home. We lend ourselves very well to, to that. So it's, it's the autonomous nature of the platform. It's that site to cloud focus. It's our cloud access network that, that, that now international backbone connecting with all those environments and the ability for us to seamlessly integrate into the home user's existing environment that make us a unique solution. That is, that is great. Jeff, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. I appreciate your time and look forward to our future conversations. Absolutely, Arvind. We really appreciate it. We appreciate not the opportunity to present here, but to work with partners like you and, and your ability to identify solutions like us and, and bring those to your customers, oftentimes as, as part of a, a bigger strategy. Why That's why partners like you are so critical to our success. And, we're happy to help out both you and, and your customers any way we can. Thank you, Jeff. And, and finally, if the listeners would like to get more information relating to this podcast or find out about some special offers that are available, please go to our website at www.nadescent.com forward slash big leaf, B-I-G-L-E-A-F. And Nadescent is spelled N-A-D-I-C-E-N-T. And uh, look forward to uh, hearing from you. Thank you very much.